One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. You can uh, download listen back to the podcast. Just search for Room 104 with Cormac and Saoirse on Spotify and all the usual places where you're getting your podcasts from. Now, as uh, we're a lot of you are working from home, uh, you might be... Maybe communication isn't as clear as it would be in, in the office. Maybe uh, sometimes people can feel a little bit alienated, right? And you might be getting the, the feedback that you need or get from working in an office environment where people are just coming back and forth the whole time. But turns out that... Getting recognized for your work while feeling at home can apparently give you the same high as being cuddled or hugged. Now, you're the serial hugger here, Saoirse, so I mean... Yeah. yeah. Would that do the same thing if someone rang you up and said, well done, Saoirse, excellent job on X, Y, and Z. Would that, would that satisfy your cuddling needs? Do you know what? Just when you said that there, I was trying to imagine how I'd feel if you, if you had rang me up and said, well done, that was brilliant. And I was like, yeah, actually, I would feel that cuddle sensation, that love the warmth. Yeah, it is nice, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. So to talk a little bit more about um, this whole area and how positive feedback from your employer, especially while you're working at home, can give you a high, uh, author and psychologist Dr. Phil Parker joins us on the line. Doctor, how are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you very much. The first point of contention I want to bring up about this research is, are you suggesting that employers actually give positive feedback to their staff? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, yes. Uh, but only when it's, you know, appropriate. You can't just go around saying great things all the time if people's work isn't what it should be. But yeah, absolutely, the research is pretty clear that uh, when people are not valued, they get stressed. When they get stressed, they don't perform well. So if you're taking care of them, you're going to probably get a better performance, happier people who are likely to stay around longer. But this obviously stems from childhood because when you're obviously smaller, if you're rewarded or told, that's brilliant, that's great, you're doing a great job, you know, you're kind of act the same. So is it is it learned behavior from a very young age? It is learned behavior, um, but there's also a couple of differences. Some people are more affected by uh, being told things by external people and other people are more affected by what they think about it. So it does depend on who you are. If you're somebody who really likes uh, good feedback or somebody who's like, well, I think I know myself what I like. There's kind of internal external things around the differences. Oh, that's interesting now. Very interesting to see. So I imagine um, with the current situation, getting feedback, like I always, we're obviously not managers or bosses, but I imagine if you're managing an organization, it must be incredibly difficult to stay on top of a team of 10, 20, 30 more people and, and, and deliver feedback. So are you finding that maybe that's a challenge at, at the moment with working from home or working remotely? Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's always a challenge to do that, to keep on top of it. But when you're not seeing people and having the kind of day-to-day contact, you know, being able to 
observing because we get so much information by just seeing what people are looking like, you know, how their face looks, uh, how, you know, whether they're slumping, firming up, how animated yeah. they are. And so much of that stuff is just missing when we don't have that physical, personal interaction. God, that's, that's really true. You wouldn't even be able to pick up on, as you said, their, their social cues or their body language. Because sometimes you just know someone's having a bad day or a bad week. Yeah. They don't have to say yeah. anything, but they're just sitting in their office. They're not going for a coffee. They're not eating. They're not doing anything. And, and you might be able to intervene. Yeah, you, you can't do that un- unless their Zoom camera is on 24-7. And obviously, <laughs> that's, that's a slight issue with data and privacy. <laughs> Well, do you know what the percentage of um, of information that's conveyed by words compa- compared to body language? Oh, they reckon it's only 7% of information we get from words. The other 93% comes from their posture, their tonality, and all that stuff's lost if you get an email or a text thing. So there's so many opportunities to kind of misread and misunderstand. Oh, that's, that's so true because you can do that all the time. And I always feel really... Uh, it's just awkward if you have to say something to someone that, and you don't want to come across as a bit of a, you know, I don't know, a bit moody or a bit grumpy and you you're, you're spend an hour trying to just write up an email that's only two sentences long because you're like, oh no, I sound like a little bit of an idiot here or I sound too <laughs> too strong and, and too, um, too full on. And I found as well, I think sometimes if you're in a bad mood, you can read into an email or a message wrong. You know, someone won't even be thinking and you'll just get a message from the boss and they won't mean anything by it, but it'll be there going, oh God, it's always the same in this place, you know? know what I mean? So yeah, I'm fascinated that you bring that up because all of that communication that we need as humans to interact and work properly, as you said, 93% of that's gone. Yeah, and and we've all been in that place where you you send what seems to be quite a reasonable email or text and the response you get is, oh my God, how did they make that out of what I said? Yeah. Uh, because we are kind of machines that make meaning out of stuff and we and we read in between the gaps and try and understand it. And when we haven't got all those channels of, oh, are they saying that with a little smile? You know, there's a sense of humor there. We can't read that. We can get really confused and, and make the wrong choice about what does that mean? So does the opposite then go for someone kind of saying stuff negative all the time to you? Yeah, if, if somebody's negative all the time, that, that does have problems. So it will reduce your sense of motivation. You'll start to think, what am I doing here? And maybe I want to get another job. It's de- demotivating, productivity falls. And interestingly, and this kind of one of the things I work a lot with is how these things actually affect our physical health. It, it makes you more likely to be ill. Oh, that's interesting. God. Because I've noticed, I've had bosses before where they kind of think, treat them mean, keep them keen type <laughs> mentality. You know, where they'd say, yeah, you could always do better, you know, or this yeah. kind of thing. So it is quite negative. So they're not telling you you're doing a terrible job, but it's there's no positive spin on it whatsoever. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I worked in a place and the only time you would get feedback is when someone was pointing out something that you did wrong. Or not even something <laughs> that you did wrong. They, they would never say, you know, well done on X, Y, and Z it was always no I don't like this and I don't like this and I don't like this and you're kind of like we're after breaking our backs for the last month to try and get this done and and there's nothing there would never be and I don't know if it was they were afraid of instilling some sort of complacency by saying you know that's good enough and that they have some weird thing of kind of going you always have to push your staff further and further and further but it just created such a toxic work environment that ex- that's exactly what it led to what you said uh, Dr. Parker that everyone just got bitter and resentful and were like just hate working here and uh, looking for different jobs and planning a route out of the place as opposed to staying there yeah, and that's really bad for business it's bad, bad for the people as well but they reckon that on average every time someone leaves and you have to re-employ it costs you roughly a year's salary in terms of uh, finding the people, 
in the team working and not working, finding another person in disruption. So in terms of just the bottom line cost, it doesn't make sense. But it's also not, as you say, toxic environments and they're just not good for you. And there's some really interesting research coming out. Again, this is my kind of my field, the mind-body connection, how, how we feel physically actually changes how our body works. That being nice to people, being kind, gratitude actually has an effect on all sorts of genes, all sorts of hormones, neurotransmitters. So it's not just it's nice to do it. It's kind of really important. Here's a really interesting stat they've done recently. They did a study of happiness, which in psychology they they call subjective well-being, but it's basically happiness. And they found if you measure happiness, the people who are happy compared to their less happy friends, their grumpy friends, on average, will live an extra 10 years. Wow. Yeah, and that's similar to smoking, like smoking 10 to 14 years. If you were a smoker, everyone would say smoking is not, not a very good thing for your health. Well, happiness has a very, very similar effect on, on your longevity and your wellness. Yeah, that's really interesting. So um, is it true then that giving positive feedback can in some ways give people the same response or reaction as them getting a hug? <laughs> yeah, it is. So <laughs> Sounds a bit crazy, but there's this hormone, there's lots of hormones kicking around, but oxytocin, really interesting hormone. A lot of people haven't heard about it. It doesn't get a huge press, but it's becoming, it's always been around, but it's, people are becoming more interested in it. And one of the reasons they're interested in it is it, it turns up in pregnancy, right in the, the final stages of pregnancy. Uh, it helps um, the milk come down. It's also helpful in conception. But it's very important in bonding, creating relationships. And it's also, of course, very excitingly released during sex. So people start to get very interested in oxytocin. When you, uh, when you connect with somebody in a positive way, they and you will produce some of this oxytocin, more so if you're face-to-face and if you're physically in contact. But even virtually, even connecting with people on social media or text will produce some of it. So Cormac, do you feel loads of hugs from me? Since I've been so nice. I've never gotten I've never gotten any positive <laughs> feedback from you, Sisha. Let's call a spade a spade here now. So uh, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> I was I just still out later. <laughs> w- wait, waiting on it here. Yeah, um, I suppose. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, obviously it helps getting good positive feedback from. And I think now more than ever, I think bosses are probably challenged with trying to be as clear as possible on what everyone needs to do and be as deliberate uh, and be as concise as possible as well because no one wants to do another four-hour Zoom meeting um, every single day because they're just uh, losing their minds. So what, what would you say to, like any advice for people who are either working remotely or managing a team remotely on, on trying to kind of keep employees engaged and keep them on track? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, in my house at the moment. I've got uh, a couple of other members of my family who are working and I hear their, their, what they're up to. And they're doing a lot of the really good things. So they quite often start the morning with a, a meeting as though they were all together, a very quick meeting, but chatting about stuff, how you're getting on, connecting with people like you would down, you know, around the water cooler or, you know, over your cappuccino and, and, and not forgetting that those things are really important and spending that time of connecting because otherwise you're not really a team. You're just individuals doing your, you know, your robotic job over there. We need to think about how can we connect with people and the same towards the end of the day or the end of the week and to do some fun stuff because that's part of work, isn't it? A good work. Working environment. It's not just working, but socialising, having a laugh. I love that idea. 
we should do that before our show. We should go and have a coffee virtually. A virtual coffee or a virtual yeah. beer. Just a hey, <laughs> virtual glass of wine on, on yeah, other sides of the, the studio and on other sides of the desk. Yes, it's not bad. Um, it'll be interesting now to see, obviously we don't know, but which is more productive and happier over the long term. Because I think there's going to be more people working from home long term as this goes on. It'll be interesting to see whether, you know, offices are the be all and end all. Because I know some people are very keen to get everyone back into the office and whether like remote working can work long term. I'd wonder like Dr. Parker, do you think do you think working from home could be um as productive as working from the office? I uh, having talked to so many people during this period, a lot of people are saying, why do they ever get dressed in a suit, get on the train for an hour, an hour and a half from London and then do the same at the end of the day when I can do most of this from home equally effectively. Uh, offices are kind of going, why are we spending all this money on this this space we don't need all the time? So I, I'm pretty certain that we're not going to go back to the way it was, that the whole going to work nine to five is, is, is not going to be normal because people have got a bit of a taste of, well, you know, I can get see the kids, I can get up, do the work, go, I'm home. You know, I think, I think those things are going to make a difference. And then it does bring in these questions, right? How do we keep connected with people in a way that's useful when we are physically distant. So there's some very interesting questions that are going to come up, but I think this will be one of the intriguing social changes that come from this kind of crazy time that we're in at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it would be, obviously, it would be far easier if your gyms and your pubs and your restaurants were open so you could have some <laughs> social normality around the whole thing. But no, I, I think you're dead right. And uh, I suppose if you're if you're managing a team remotely, remember to, to just give them a lollipop and say, well done, they did a good job because they might be stressed out of their minds uh, at home. Dr. Parker, before we let you go, do you have anywhere on, online or anything you'd like to give a quick mention before we let you go? Yeah, do come visit me, philparker.org. Uh, where you can find out more about what I do and how you can take some of these tools to home for you in this crazy time. Um, and I'm always, every Tuesday, if you come and see me on Facebook, I do a free seminar talking about how we deal with the situation we're in and thrive and survive in this crazy time. So, um, yeah, that was philparker.org. That's the one, yeah. Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks a million for giving up your time this evening. And you also did a very good job this evening. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I feel <laughs> massively, massively hugged. There you go, Prue. Uh, listen, thanks a million for popping on. We'll chat you again soon. Yeah, pleasure. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.